0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross app, Fightful.com. It is January 16th. It's hard to kill. It's Impact Wrestling. And we are joined by a guy who covers Impact Wrestling for us every single week over on Fightful Select. He covers that. He covers NXT UK, 205 Live. If you ever say to us, hey, guys, uh, why don't you cover more of? The answer is going to be the Fightful Select Weekender Podcast with Steven Jensen. And I always love having you on these things. Steven, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. How about yourself? Doing awesome. we got (laughs) lots of new information on this show, exclusive news on this show. Very excited about it. Uh, And Impact, i got to say right out of the gate, they had me hooked. They said, we've replaced Josh Matthews and Madison Rain. As uh, Kevin Steet says, new commentary and crowd noise is much needed. Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown, that was a welcome change, but how do you feel about it?
2: I feel exactly the same way you do. Um, we have very similar opinions on the previous uh, previous commentary team. That's something we talked about, I believe, during our Slam anniversary review, mm-hmm. um, and possibly what was what was the one after? uh Bound for Warriors as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, dude, I'm I'm all for it. Um, I love D'Lo Brown being a a fan from you know the 1990s and. Looking oh, at the real deal now. He was good.
0: Day. He was really yeah. good tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ryan B. James's commentary was great tonight, 100 times better than Josh and Madison. By the way, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, get your super chats in, and we'll read your question or statement on the air. If you want to ask multiple questions uh, every week, I do a Q&A on FightfulSelect.com. But, I mean, I know a lot of people think that it's picking on Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews has other shit to do. He's got lots of stuff to do. He wears a lot of hats in commentary. They've tried to move him out of commentary multiple times, but the people that they picked were worse than him. All due respect to Sanjay Dutt, Sanjay Dutt was miserable on commentary. I love the Matt Striker aspect of this. Also, he helped me with my inside the Royal Rumble feature that dropped just saying, but commentary set the tone, Steven.
2: Yeah, I thought it was great. And speaking of, I plan on watching that on FightfulSelect.com right after this. I can't wait to watch that feature, man. I've been looking forward to it. Love the Royal Rumble every year. Um we're not gonna have fans though, right? For that's a little, that's kind of a bummer, but
0: they're there's they're gonna they're gonna see. I I think they're gonna do something like uh like NXT, I would imagine. But uh, speaking of Fightful Select, uh yesterday I happened to report news that WWE broke today about the WrestleMania date being moved back a couple of weeks. So that's it for the fightful select plugs, but you know what it, what it's not enough for the hydrant plugs because you know what? I'm staying hydrated with my friends over at hydrant. Sometimes when a new year hits, you want to make a fresh start and now is the perfect time to build hydration into your healthy routines. When it gets darker quicker, those days are shorter, it's colder, your energy's lower, and you know you should drink more water, but by the time you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. You can't focus, you feel tired, and when you feel your best, you maximize your hydration. They go hand in hand. They It results in more energy, clearer skin, mental clarity, better focus, improved mood, and my friends at Hydrant have a refreshing drink mix powder made with four key electrolytes sodium potassium magnesium and zinc i drink this stuff when i get up i drink it during a workout drink it right before i go to bed sometimes too that way i'm not waking up feeling parched or anything like that they've also got hydrant immunity it contains vitamins a b6 b12 c and d along with ginger and turmeric water meets wellness and a vitamin packed drink mix that you can drink hot in these chillier months and it's got a 100 satisfaction guarantee any product you hear on fightful i check out before we we advertise that I've, I've passed up on probably a half a dozen different sponsors because i did not like what they were pushing i love hydrant and when you try it today you can save up to 25 percent on your first order drinkhydrant.com slash fightful And use that code FIGHTFUL at checkout. Save 25% on your first order. And then if you don't like it, you get your money back. Can't beat that. Drinkhydrant.com slash FIGHTFUL. And hey, you know what? We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. But we got some wrestling to talk about. I was very happy to see Brian Myers and Josh Alexander get some time on the pre-show, Stephen. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, it was great. I mean, what they've been doing with Myers since he came into the company has been kind of odd to me, like, because he's such a likable guy, especially if you follow the major wrestling pod and all that, which Love I know it. you do. Um, him they, as a heel, they, they got of, me into figure collecting. Same here. Uh, I I have an embarrassing uh, room set up right now. Um, I've seen your BCA collection, by the way, very impressive in a very short time. So. Just
0: got my Series two and three AEWs in, which I don't even know what I'm going to do with. That, that's my retirement plan. There you just, go. I'm just sitting there collecting them. And then in like 20, 30 years, I'm going to sell them all. There you go.
2: I've got a have got a whole wall dedicated to my AEW. I'm waiting on series three in the mail right, right now. So I'm uh, I'm right there with you. But yeah, it was great to see Myers. I love Josh Alexander. I was a little uh, not not necessarily worried, but interested to see what they were going to do with him with uh, with, you know, Ethan Page's future and what's going to happen there. So it's good to see that Alexander was in the mix, and I know we'll talk about the, the match itself here in a second, but I, I'm i with you. I love seeing them get uh, time, and I thought they had a really good match on the the pre-show.
0: It is wild that Ethan Page has been effectively done for three months in reality, and he gets featured more than Josh Alexander, but Josh Alexander is going to be just fine. He's going to do really, really well, and I know that it was important to Ethan Page that they do not do a violent split-up angle because he wanted – to maintain that moving forward. Um, there, there, there There's a lot to that, and we'll talk more about that later. But this was a great display for both men, and I was very happy with it. Uh, of course, Brian Myers picking up the win. How would you feel about that? I
2: mean, I'm okay with it. Um, I like would have been fine with either guy winning. I think there's probably pretty big plans for both of them going forward, uh, with regardless of what they do. Expect, I mean, we're – I don't want to jump ahead, but there's a lot of kind of foreshadowing of other possibilities and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I'm fine with it. I like that. He, uh, he's getting that Lariat over pretty well, whatever the Stanford Lariat or whatever he calls it. Um, uh, That's looking good. And, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, go go figure. You you don't have a guy losing every single week on on television, week after week after week, and he wins some matches, and people are into it. You know what I mean? So, um, I like I like it. I'm I'm fine with it. But if Josh Alexander would have won, I would have been fine with it as well. Win win situation. Like both guys.
0: I like the crowd noise, the, the piped in crowd noise. Like, I mean, I, at this point, I everybody does it. NFL does it really well. I don't notice no fans. NBA, MLB, everybody does it, so I'm okay with it if it matches and I felt like it matched fairly well for the first time tonight.
2: Yeah. I thought that was good. And for anyone who watched the UFC show earlier today, it was really great to hear like real, real fans as yes. well. Um, <laughs> So, um, but it's weird. Cause like we're so conditioned already. We're like, when you, when I was listening to the UFC show, I'm sitting there like having to remind myself, well, that's not piped in. Like there's people there. Like it's, it's wild that after a year, I'm still like reconditioned
0: like Man. that. I'm watching movies of people out at parties and stuff, and I'm getting anxiety. I'm like, oh, my God. Got <laughs> a mask in sight in 1998. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, Decay would defeat Caleb with a K and Tennille. This was definitely more of a sports entertainment match than like a knockout or knockdown dragout match. But we got some full-on intergender work. A little disjointed at times, but I like all the ingredients here. Kayla and Tennille are such a, a, good fan, a good pair. But Decay picked up the win. This was okay.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. It was alright. I forgot to mention in the, the earlier match, uh, the finish was great because they actually used the headgear like in the finish, which I thought was smart because yeah. the commentary, to the point of the commentary, they were talking about the headgear throughout the match. So like, and why he wears the headgear, which I didn't know the reason that he wore headgear to begin with. and they I, I mean, love that-, that explanation. Yes,
0: because yeah. he almost got his ear ripped off.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a great explanation. As someone who was an amateur wrestler in high school, I can very much um, understand uh, what that's all about. So Ah, uh, not not losing my ear, but needing headgear to protect your ears like that.
0: Um, yeah, the first time you drain your your ear, you're like, ah, well, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go for something else here. Yeah.
2: Um, as far as the this other match, yeah, I'm with you. I'll say the the move of the match for me was at one point the uh the camera got up real close on I uh, I can't remember who it was. It must have been right up on a. Uh, on Rosemary, because Caleb, like, super kicked her, like, right. It was snug. It looked like you kicked her right in the chin. So uh, that was pretty much the highlight of the match for me, but I'm with you. Nothing nothing too special here.
0: Guys, reminder, leave a thumbs up on this show. It helps us out a lot. Uh, donate a super chat. That stuff helps out an awful lot, too, including Evan Wright says, Big Steven fan, love the Weekender podcast. I mean, we got, we got a lot of stuff over there. Alex right now is reviewing SmackDown. We got uh, Alex's review of Raw and SmackDown. That's two shows. The list goes on. That's three. Q&A, four. I do a backstage report, which is 20 minutes of exclusive news every single week. And then Steven has the Weekender podcast. That's half a dozen shows a week in addition to all the exclusive news. We got good stuff going on over there. We got good stuff. Oh, man. Well... Following this up was Extreme Rules. Violent by Design defeated Jake Something, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer. I like the Diener's fine, but this is best for both of them. Cody Diener needed to do literally anything else, and Jake Diener, known as Jake Something on the indies, is going to be a star, Stephen. Oh, yeah, and
2: that's just another reason to listen to The Weekender. We talk about him a lot. He uh, does a lot of great stuff from Black Label Pro, Glory Pro, did a match for Southern Underground Pro over the collective weekend, uh, guy is is a star uh, he's been very good for a while and he's going to come more into his own now as a singles and i'm with you Cody Diener um is somebody that for a, a little while now i've kind of, i feel he's been really under the radar um and he's very talented I, so i'm i'm with you i saw your tweet about that i agree 100% i think they're both better off um doing doing different things and you know with them still calling him cousin jake it's strange but i feel like at some point the story is going to be like I'm Jake and I don't know my identity anymore. Like like I was Jake I don't know what to call. I'm, yeah. I'm something. I'm just something. Jake something. You know, like use the name. You know, why not? Yes.
0: Uh Cody Deaner going with Eric Young is great because there's a lot of parallels there. I mean, I'm pretty sure they they came up in the same scene. Cody Deaner worked uh a, a lot of the same Ontario indies that Eric Young did. I mean, I know Jimmy Van literally booked both of these guys back in the day, like 20 years ago. And Cody Diener and Eric Young were wrestling in Ontario 15 years ago. And Eric Young is a guy who overcame a stigma of a comedy character. So he's a really good person to have there. But Jake was the star of this match. Like that dive and uh, the the spinning sidewalk slam. But even the pile driver that he took from EY was great. Uh, Only thing I didn't like about this match was... I loved Joe Doring not backing down from anybody with weapons, but then them just all standing around waiting on like that was that was odd. But I thought that Jake stole this match. He he was great.
2: Yeah, I agree. Thought he looked great. And I honestly I don't remember if Joe Doring even like took a bump. Like they made him look like a monster, which I mm-hmm. thought was really really smart. I mean, he went out there and got hit with everything and wouldn't fall over. And because um, we haven't seen a whole lot of him as like a wrestler since he came to Impact, you know. Um, so it's been really cool to see that. Um, I'm with you. I, I like the uh, I like the stable of Eric Young, Deaner, and and uh, Doring. It's interesting. Gives all the guys something cool to do. And I'm with you, man. Jake Jake's a superstar. He's in. Uh, you know. And then we had Dreamer and Rhino as well, which you know I I'm fine with. But I can only say the same thing so many times. Like, you know, yeah. It, you know, like no disrespect, but I've seen Tommy Dreamer do this stuff a thousand times. Same with Rhino, so you know was what it was. But I thought it was a good match. And the pile driver was awesome at the end. You you're right about that.
0: It's so weird to see Joe Doring look look like he does now because I remember like he had at one point he had like this spiked bleach blonde hair like ten years ago. Like he he did not used to look like Jake Roberts reincarnated. And, <laughs> uh, we had some thumbtacks come into play. That was cool. I think Joe Doring was it was a nice addition to this roster. Uh, not not one I expected, but one I'm glad to see. No, that was one of those where like when he debuted for the company, I was like, why is this guy? This
2: name sounds so familiar. Then like you look him up yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, this was the dude who was over in All Japan for like forever and like yes. just totally under the radar. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you. Good good stuff. The only thing I ever really get worried about with the thumb tax is like when those stray ones kind of pop out to like yes. to on their own and you don't really know where you're going to be landing. And you're like, you're going head first into the ground. I'm always a little worried about that, but I uh, think everyone came out, came out all
0: right after this one. I think it looked like. Up next, the vacant impact knockouts, tag team championships, fire and flavor, Kiara Hogan and Tasha steals defeated Jessica Havoc and Nevaeh to become the champions. The right people won this match and all due respect to the other two. I really think they should have had another team in there. I think they should have went high work rate, torrid pace to establish these titles now havoc has stepped up her pace in recent months, but I look at this and I'm like, man the sea stars would have been really good here like I just think that when you're establishing a title like this, you should establish oh yeah and this this is going to be straight bangers um' we'll, we'll talk about that at first How did, what did you think about about that aspect of it?
2: No, I'm with you. Like, I I definitely agree that Hogan and Steel should have won. Uh, I think that was definitely the right move. Having having a bail, like, I understand that the you know, they're going for like the power team. It seems like there's no way they're gonna beat them and like they make it all the way to the finals and they seem pretty unstoppable. But I feel like you could have done a better job at that had Jazz and Jordan Grace made it to the finals. Yes. You do- You do that match, and then you do the Jazz and Jordan Grace one-on-one instead of, you know, a week earlier at Genesis, how they did it. Um, So I think they did it kind of in all that stuff in a strange order. But I do think ultimately the right team won.
0: Yeah, I I hate the Tower of Doom. I don't know why every every women's tag team, four-way, five-way match has to have one. I don't like it. They're all better than this. Kiera Hogan has been one of my favorites to watch in a long time. And Tasha Steeles is just been a godsend for impact wrestling the the neck breaker that Kiara did and then the, the finish amazing really good stuff I was a big fan of Gail Kim and Madison Rain presenting those tag team titles that was very cool uh that was great but as far as Madison Rain and not wrestling fool me four times shame on me I, I'm just saying You go to YouTube and you type in Madison Rain Return, you're going to get a half a dozen results. You go there, you type in Angelina Love Return, you're going to get a half a dozen results. Same thing with Velvet Sky. There are a smooth dozen uh, returns from all those women. So we'll see. She's 34 years old. I would be very shocked if she's wrestled her last match. Um, She's a very talented woman and she'll be good at anything that she does. I just don't know if I'm going to buy that. But if if it's true, hey, more more power to her, more power to her, and I wish her success. But I've been fooled on this one before. Sure, I got fooled on jazz last year. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Evan Wright says, "Give me Hogan and Steels versus Diamante and East, please." This so last year, not last year, 2019, when Santa, Santana and Ortiz hit the bricks, I kept saying on the Q and A, people would go, "Who should get signed where?" and i said impact should immediately sign mercedes martinez diamante evilese they should be lax that should have been the new lax however evilese didn't get signed there they they made it seem like she was going to come in and they canceled on her last moment um diamante i don't i don't know why she wasn't there i i they, she's well liked there mercedes got signed by wwe it's going to happen uh but I think that'd be a great crossover match.
2: Yeah. And with that, a hundred percent, I mean, that's really the biggest thing I probably talk about this more than anything else. As far as like the AEW impact relationship, I think the biggest, the biggest upside for AEW doing business with impact is access to their women. And sure. that's a perfect example of, of, of a reason of
0: something that would help everybody out. I will say this. So we're going to get to this later. Cause uh, we, we can actually get to it next. We'll, we'll segue into this. Deanna Purrazzo beat Taya. Um, Taya was not featured in the rebellion announcement video. She mentioned in January of last year that in 2019, she'd signed a new two-year deal. I don't know when that's up. I know a lot of people are like, is she finishing up at impact? Well, that'd be really counterproductive because they got tapings tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, Uh, they, they, they got her for like two more months on TV. If she's at these tapings, that's, that's the interesting thing. But, we're talking like over the course of six, seven months, Impact Wrestling losing Tessa Blanchard, Kylie Ray, Madison Rain, Taya. Now, I've been saying they've got the best women's division in the world for a while, and I mean for a brand perspective. Raw, SmackDown, yada, yada. This, this is a big hit. Losing those four is a really big hit, and they need to replenish it. You've got Ashley Vox. Delmi so Jody Threat out there. You've got Trisha Dora. You've got Alley Cat. There are a lot of talented free agent women out there that need that should be signed. Uh, I can't believe Jody Threat hasn't gotten a look, especially with Scott Demore living where he lives. Uh, anybody that you have your eye on about uh, of them, maybe bringing in?
2: Man, I mean Alley Cat's the one that like real. I always think about because she. I mean. There are certain women, Alley Cat being one of them, that I'm not the biggest intergender wrestling fan. I've made that pretty clear. But she does a really good job against anybody. And I think that's very valuable, especially in a company like Impact that will do intergender matches. Um, So Alley Cat's someone I definitely, definitely have my eye on. I like Trisha Dora a lot, too. I thought she was Mm -hmm. fantastic over the um, collective weekend. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any I really like Layla Hirsch but I think she's heading if she's leaning AEW or at least they've been using her so um, I'm, I like Layla Hirsch a lot as well um, but yeah those are kind of the ones Alec the one that really sticks out to me is like the next the next one that I could really see breaking out though
0: yeah there are just so many that that are out there right now and look like like they could bring in and at least give a look dad's out there like she's She's got. She does a lot of things that, quite frankly, impact wrestling with love. Let's be real. They throw her in there with Rosemary and all that. Solo Darling is is a free agent. Lady Frost is a free agent. Um, this is just off the top of my head. Priscilla Kelly's out there. Bring her yeah. in for something like that. There are so many. Allison K. For the love of God, she she's got a rich history in the company. Is sure. she not? She isn't signed anywhere right now. Allison no. King? I'm
2: surprised. I feel like w- w- she was
0: just doing something, wasn't she? We're, yeah, we're she just- was just doing- she, she, uh Her deal with NWA expired, and then she did some AEW stuff. Right, okay, gotcha. So she's coming off her, her uh, NWA contract, yeah. gotcha. So so there are like, like uh, 10 people. Elena Black is another one, as people mentioned. There are like a dozen people that they could bring in and replenish this and – lead lead i mean uh, of course shaza if uh if she can get over here uh when when stuff comes back people are saying diamante was backstage well yeah of course i mean she her significant other is there but um uh 26 names deegan says i love the title uh, on fire and flavor but i thought havoc was really good in this match i'm sorry sean i love me a tower of doom havoc stepped it up in this match she really did i just thought that this was Going to be something else,
2: yeah. And I will say to the to defend the Tower of Doom in this particular match because usually I won't. There's a, mm. been a couple times, uh like the last time we did this show, there was a Tower of Doom, but it went to like the outside or something. It was something a little different. Um, this one, she walked the two of them like away in a power bomb. So at least there was not Forest. the super. Not that not you the were predictable suplex yeah. off the top while everyone gets thrown to the ground. As far was- as
0: Tower of Dooms go, this one was much more tolerable to me. <laughs> as a rule, I seem to hate them. But uh, this one, I, that was, yeah, a lot of credit to that. Ray Callahan says Miz and Morrison, Ty and Maurice at the Tennis Club. That would be good TV. That would be really, really good TV. Oh, Nicoy or Nicole Savoy, La Rosa Negra. There, there's Alex Gracia. Alex Gracia is she might as well have an AEW deal at this point. Hi, an Oh my gosh, that's another one. My God, of course Sarah Jane Degan says FTF. So Deanna Perrazzo <laughs> beat Taya Valkyrie. Um, this might be the end, but we we don't can't say for sure. Near the end, rather. I like this match. Good transition this impact commentary team owned all the near finishes. Like they made me think these matches were going to end. And I I know it's picking on Josh Matthews, but he did not sound excited to be there ever Uh, go back. and, And when, when I had been like, I'm done with this was the EC3 debut. Oh my gosh. EC3. He, he doesn't work here. I'm like, it is a taped show. My man. It. By the way, they were live, live tonight. For those asking, they were honest to God live. Ah, um, oh, man <sighs> the the commentary is just such a such a an uplifting thing right now. As as Dylan says, great pay per view. Love Brown and Stryker. Hard to not notice Don Callis forcefully introducing Kenny as the god of wrestling. But somebody else became god at Wrestle Kingdom. Fair, fair. But Deanna Perrazzo and Taya, right person one, obviously. Everybody gets kicked out of ringside. Decay, Susie, uh, um, my God, Kimberly, they all get kicked out. Deanna wins with the arm bar. Like the finish a lot. How do you feel?
2: I feel the same way. Right person one. Um, I wasn't a fan of Deanna losing the belt to Sue Young, but I get there was like the whole uh, switch at the end and stuff. So like it was understandable. Uh, I like to finish it a lot with the, uh, the double arm bar, especially because she works body parts And the commentary talked about her working body parts during the match, which is, was great. Um, it also reminds me for some reason, um, maybe because I saw them wrestle recently, but uh, another name, no one's putting in the chat is her age is going to, it's going to be a minute, but Billy Stark, so I think it's like the future of wrestling. Yeah. Um. So she's another woman. I definitely want to uh, throw a name out there for, but the, uh, the match, Yeah, I thought the match was really good. Gianna Praza is a great champion. And and when you see stuff like that, it's like baffling where she was before and how they didn't know really what to do with her. And then you see her doing this stuff she's done since she's come to Impact. And she's just – she's so damn talented. She's definitely one of the best uh, women in the world. One of the best overall wrestlers in the world regardless of gender.
0: WWE wasted like two years of her life. Two years of her life. Just womp. She has been – fantastic she's been great superstar gear always brings like main event level gear she has been great for impact wrestling this is one of those cases like the thing is if WWE didn't miss you so many people it'd be less frustrating and a lot of people say well they got so many people how could they do it well watch an episode of monday night raw watch an episode of nxt these days they're not maximizing a whole lot of people outside of WWE smackdown so uh yeah um I'm just glad to see her doing better stuff. Myron says, uh, I can see Allison Kay returning now that Tessa isn't there anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would love that. I w- I think that Allison Kay would be a really, really great fit, and she has history in the company. Oh, we got a lot of Super Chats about Ethan Page. Great pay-per-view. Quick question. Is Ethan Page dead now? Also, that was my favorite cinematic match. I'll say this. I don't think he feels the same way. I think he's very partial to the one that he did himself. And he actually did this in November when he was at his last tapings. And they like, he's been done with them. His contract was up January 1st, but they were like, ah, how can we stretch this out? He actively pushed for them to not do Karate Man. He didn't want to do Karate Man at all. That's surprising. That's really yes. surprising. He really didn't want them to do Karate Man because he wants to do it on his own okay, sure. and and handle it. Because I know a big thing for him was, as ridiculous as it sounds, he wanted them to establish Ethan Page and Karate Man are not the same person. <laughs> and it does sound yeah. ridiculous, but he wanted to make that make that – he's got a very distinct – Create a vision for it and creators often do for things that they care about and that they created and that they got over themselves
2: yeah he's done a great job with that i mean to my knowledge he edits like a lot of his own stuff too that he puts yeah like i mean that's very impressive the, the amount of time he must spend for all the youtube videos he makes so those power ranger parodies that did recently recently i thought were great um i mean in the uh, the uh his appearance at Talking of Mania was it was great. I mean, the stuff he did as the Karate Man of the Indies has been great up to this point. So I understand though what you're saying, like him him wanting kind of full control over that character and, and to do it out on his own. That that makes sense. But um, you know yeah, who, I mean, you
0: know who the big fan of Karate Man is in Impact Don uh, Callis. Who, oh, okay, <laughs> he loves it. He loves okay. it. Ryan B. James says only one word describes the Ethan Page cinematic match, and that word is fatality. Like, I thought it was really good. I like the one that he did himself better. Uh, but, like, the bicycle kicks and the fatality that it's like, I'm, I'm sure it didn't live up to his creative vision, but like anything he does is so entertaining that he's, ah, man, it's just so good. Like, how'd you, how'd you feel about it? Did you? Was it was it what you expected? Yeah, actually, it was pretty much exactly what I expected. To be. <laughs>
2: like, I mean, it looks like he edited that himself too with the green screens and the, you could see his his shadow where he was laying on the ground while he was doing the bicycle kicks and stuff. Um, but it was, it's, it's what, you, if I'll put it this way, if you follow Ethan Page at all, uh, whether it's his YouTube channel or any, any of the stuff that he does social media wise, I feel like we, I don't,
0: is that what you expected? I feel like it was exactly yes. what I expected. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> It was and yeah. Uh Brian says if they had Johnny Lawrence or Martin Grove or Martin Cove from Cobra Kai do a cameo, it would have popped huge for that. Maybe out of their reach, but it was funny for what it was. That would have been very cool. I like this more than Cobra Kai. I'm not a Cobra Kai fan. I watched I liked the first season and a half, and then it became the same stuff over and over again to me. But uh, I haven't seen it yet. I hear it's great, but I have not seen it, so I can't. A lot, a lot of life lessons being taught in that show uh valab says ethan page is like super dead right that was the most hardcore kumite i've ever watched (laughs) and (laughs) 28 names deegan says wow what a main event that had a big 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 fight feel i never thought i'd pop for a shirt before oh i I read the wrong one from her i read instead of uh the, the ethan page one i ran or read the main event one so apologies i'll go find that oh yeah uh, she says, shout out to the Ninja man versus Ethan page that had me in legit stitches, new location, stock photo background with every camera cut, take notes, WWE. It was, it was, I, I it was perfect for that. I mean, that's, he gets that over. And we also had a super chat asking with Taya, uh, and pages contracts pretty much done. Do you think either could be a rumble surprise? I'd love for Taya to be in the rumble. I think Taya could be. I don't think that Ethan Page could be. Although the irony of that, Stephen, I think that Ethan Page is more prepared for, like, WWE Raw and SmackDown than her. Because I think Ethan Page can do anything they want. Comedy, serious, singles, trios. If if they said, hey, are you 205 pounds? Let's do 205 Live. He could do that, too. And I'm not saying that Taya is not prepared. I'm just saying I think that Ethan Page is, like, quite honestly, a perfect WWE wrestler. He can do anything. Oh yeah. I co signed that hundred um, percent.
2: I, and it's, it's wild seeing kind of his transformation over the last couple of years. And just, uh, I mean, I thought the North was one of the best. I mean, they were my favorite tag team last year, like from start to finish. I, he does great work all across the board. I mean, is that, is that, you think he's had an WWE? I feel like he's a perfect fit over there, but I mean, I feel like he's a perfect fit anywhere, you know?
0: I actually hope he is because he's the type of person that if he's given dog shit, he'll make it work and he'll make it entertaining. And yeah, it's that—that's just one of his abilities. Is he'll take absolutely anything and he makes the best out of it. I'm talking like how how an R Truth or Carmella does, except he's in the prime of his wrestling career right now. Like he is approaching that. He's still in his early 30s, so there's a lot of stuff he can do. I just. There's nowhere I can't see him adapting to. Also, if I'm Ring of Honor, I'm hitting him up. I'm hitting up a guy that we're about to talk about, Matt Cardona. I keep saying they need Cardona, Zicky Dice, Ethan Page, people like that, that are big, colorful personalities that can also work. Because you got all the best, work, all, all kinds of great workers. You need really big personalities to go with the Briscoes.
2: Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really interesting to Briscoes and him. And that's the thing, too, with Ethan is like, he does great comedy stuff, but he could also be like a complete psychopath too, yeah. like as a heel. So like his range is, is I mean, he covers everything and he's great in the ring. He is, I mean, gets over everywhere. I, I saw him multiple times out on the indies at, you know, smaller shows. And no matter where he wrestled, no matter what state I saw it in, he was, he got over everywhere. So, I mean- yeah, I, I can't wait to see where he lands. I would, I mean, it, it, do you think it's possible he comes, he resigns with Impact, or do you think like he's for no. sure going somewhere? Yeah, no, he chance. told me.
0: He told me he was done. Okay, understandable. Yeah. i'll I'll take, I'll
2: take your word for it.
0: I mean, he. I mean, that's he said. Yeah, I think I'm done there. I mean, pretty pretty definitively. With with like without disrespecting them, he was very sure. complimentary of the platform and all that. But uh, Ryan B. James says a lot of people thought EC3 was a perfect guy for WWE. Also. Hope WD doesn't ruin Ethan Page too if he goes there. He was the perfect WWE wrestler. It ain't our fault that Vince McMahon thinks he sounds like a fucking weatherman. Like but that's EC3. The <laughs> yes, he Vince McMahon thought EC3 sounded like a weatherman and wouldn't let him talk. Okay, well, if that doesn't speak to maybe a 75-year-old man shouldn't be running creative, I don't know what does. Thought EC3 sounded like a weatherman. All right, I'm sorry. If my weatherman sounds like that, I'd... Yeah, that's ridiculous. Brian D'Ambrus says, New commentary was great. Makes Impact much more watchable for me. Rebellion had the Omega character in it, so I guess the partnership goes till April. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of stuff. I'm feeling title for title. I'm feeling blood and guts. I'm feeling a lot of stuff. I want a fully co-promoted pay-per-view. That would get a lot of buzz, a co-promoted pay-per-view. That would be so awesome. I'm I'm so here
2: for it because I know this isn't what this is about, but, like, I love AEW. Like, I love what yeah. they're doing. So, like, any anything that they can do together just – Basically do all stuff the stuff that WWE isn't doing. They don't co promote yeah. with anybody. Start co-promote with people. It's gonna it's only gonna help every one of the promotions that gets involved doing this kind of stuff together. And uh it's gonna help the wrestlers and the promotions and the fans. How how many people tuned in to Hard to Kill tonight simply because Kenny and Meg was on the show and they have not watched Impact Wrestling? I mean, that's huge. Um yeah, I I, I, I couldn't agree more.
0: Rob Wilkins says D Lo and Strike are solid. Stephen Tanay, Don Sapp would have been money also josh alexander is pure money steven i'll be rooting for the bills stefan diggs eh.
2: yeah well that's you know school vikings me and rob are both minnesota vikings fans and stefan diggs you know we, here's the thing and without getting into it we traded him away with that draft pick we got justin jefferson it worked out for us it worked out for the bills i'm i'm all for uh stefan diggs you know getting yeah. the Super Bowl ring. so yeah i'm,
0: I'm with you uh, Jim Varsalone, who does some really great work, says, I always hear the blame going solely to creative. When talent is to blame, too, if it does not work, make it work. That's your job. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you can't overcome the terminology WWE gives you. Like, nobody was going to get suffering Suckatash over, ever. And, <laughs> was that Roman?
2: Was that yeah, Roman? and yeah. he
0: didn't want to say it. And nobody else wanted him to say it, but Vince wanted him to say it. And ultimately, it's Vince's show. There's some stuff, like, if you're wrestling the same person for – 15 straight matches like poor Apollo Crews was doing. How can you make that work? Like there there aren't a lot that you can, there's not a lot you can do. Uh, guys, don't forget, send a super chat. You'll get your question or statement read on the air. We had a big debut on tonight's show. Ace Austin comes out. And I got to be honest, Stephen, he made a pretty good case for being in the, the X Division title match. Dude. Okay.
2: So this is another difference between WWE and and everyone else. Seemingly like WWE doesn't explain anything. Nothing ever hardly ever makes sense. Right. This, the guy comes out with his trophy that he won last weekend and he goes, Hey, I beat all these other guys in the next division. I am the rightful number one contender and I should be in this match. It's like, and the thing was Scott DeMore didn't even really have anything to say. um, On the contrary, he just basically said, Hey, had you asked me this backstage, we probably would have done it. But since you're putting me on the spot, we're going to do this yeah. instead. All made
0: sense. Yes, every bit of it. And he made a compelling argument. He said, I won this, this thing. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I dig it. But then he says, well, I got somebody who's ready. He's always ready. And Matt Cardona's out there. And you realize how big he is when he's working in an 18-foot ring, which makes a difference. Uh, the timing was off very early in the match. There were some spots that didn't quite match up, but he's been out of the ring. He's been out of the ring. I think he's a good addition. I can confirm a reported on Fightful Select. As of right now, he's not signed. He's doing the tapings this week, but he's not signed. There are some interest or there is some interest from other companies that I've spoken to uh with him, and I'm pretty sure he's got some interest in some others too. But uh I think it's good for him to get back out there. Go everywhere, do everything. If he if he did the ROH tapings, which he can't do because they're taping right now. If he did New Japan USA and went out to LA, I think that'd be a good idea for him. If NWA pops back up, do that. Show people you can do everything because he can. He's capable of almost anything. And I know a lot of people are immediately going, him and Brian Myers, they were pretty, pretty serious about like not doing that. Cause that's easy for them to do, and that's exactly what they were doing when they got cut. What'd you think of Matt Cardona here?
2: I mean, I love seeing Broski, man. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of what those guys are doing with with all their YouTube stuff and then the wrestling figs and all that. And and I that doesn't necessarily always translate to being a good wrestler, but sure. we know we've known that Cardona's been great for a long time. He's a guy who consistently gets himself over, uh d- despite the company that he works yeah. for sometimes. Um, so it's one of those things where like it's, it's just a really easy guy to pull for. Um and I'm glad you brought up the Myers thing, because I kind of alluded to that at the beginning of the show. Like, I, I really don't want to see them teaming and I don't want to see them in each other's business at all on impact, at least at least for a while. It, it's unavoidable at some point that they're going to they, they would cross paths if they're in the same company. But I really like them doing their own things. And, and, I, and, and I think it especially helps out Myers, because I think. As great as both guys are, I think Cardona does tend to overshadow Myers in a lot of senses. And I yeah. want to see Myers I want to see Myers get his own chance.
0: Yeah, I think I think it makes a lot of sense. This went to a straight DQ very early. Like I said, there were some timing issues early on. I'm sure he'll overcome that. He'll be fine by tomorrow, the day after. Uh, the the Madman Fulton spot, I, I like that. I liked him taking the finish. Evan Wright said this made me want to see Archer versus Fulton. Ace rules. Ace does rule. And when I heard that they had talked about putting the title on him twice and they didn't, I was so frustrated. So mm. frustrated. Tommy Dreamer said two times they were going to put the title on him. And when I think back to Eddie Edwards winning that title at Slamiversary, no thanks, man. We did not need that. We didn't need it. It was Ace Austin's time. Dude, I couldn't agree more about that. Did did uh
2: was that one of the times they that he was talking about? It was the same reverse Did yeah. you notice? Oh my God. Because that was we were both saying that on the post show for that show, also. Like Ace Austin is like the clear, like your future guy. Like, this could be your guy for the next decade if you if you do yeah. this right. I mean, he is so good. Um, and the I, I'm okay with the DQ because I like I I think they should be protecting Ace Austin. And I don't think that Cardona, it'd be a great look for him to come in and lose right away. So I think this was a good way of getting both guys out of there without you know doing any damage to either of them but they need to strap around i mean the only issue i have with ace austin's current position is he's he's been the division champion before and he had a great run with the title um but that dude that guy is so good that guy he is he really really could be the 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 sole or the main focus of the show and um, His pairing with Madman Fulton is really good. I, I like it a lot better as yeah. Madman being more of a bodyguard than a tag team partner. Let, let Ace Austin shine. And, and you know, I,
0: man, that guy is so damn talented. Oh, he's like from the first TV appearance, you could tell. It was, it was incredible. Ace Austin is, he's already ready to be a main event star. Brian D'Amber says, I think Ace was hurt by all the signings. He might be better playing the field a bit. Guy's got huge amounts of slimy charisma. Uh, Let me see when his contract is up because I feel like he had a pretty long contract. I feel like he, he signed. Yeah. Let's see. In 2020, he said that he was signed for at least three years. So he's there until at least early 2023. He's there for at least two more years. When he's only going to get better. And and that's,
2: and that's the thing too. Like, Cause he, even though he's under contract to impact, he still works the occasional indie show also. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a guy, I mean, imagine, imagine how good he's going to be at, at, you know, two, two, three years from now when that contract's up, he's going to be highly sought after if he can stay healthy. That, that guy, that guy's gonna, can't miss.
0: He's going to fill out physically too. Cause I mean, quite frankly, Kenny Omega's 37 right now? And we were still seeing him fill out five years ago. Kenny Omega is filling out into his early thirties going from junior heavyweight to heavyweight. So we're going to see that as well. Just really, really good stuff. I'm very excited uh, for that. I was very excited for the X division title match and it was good. Uh, I wish Chris Bay would have won this, but this ruled Rohit Raju was more worried about ripping off the mask of manic. Like I'm so just like, okay, they're pretending it's not TJP and like, Oh, it's so annoying.
2: I legit can't tell if like the commentators are slipping up most of the time by saying TJP or if they're like, that's part of the story. But like they, they're constantly calling him TJP. On yeah, it's, a, yeah,
0: it's a stupid story. Yeah. It's a and, stupid uh, story.
2: His face. I mean, he was, they he pulled his mask off during that. We'll talk about it. We pulled the mask off during the match and he's standing there in face paint. It's clearly TJP. Got the yes. same tattoos, got the same haircut, Got the, it's, it is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. The match was awesome.
0: Though. Oh, incredible. Chris Bay is so good. Uh, TJP, for all the, the, the goofy shit that he says, is a phenomenal wrestler. Rohit Raju has been such a, just a wonderful glue and impact, and his character work is so good. I wish Chris Bay would have won this and they could have kept the TJP man or the TJP manic Rohit thing going. As in, they cost each other this title that very clearly means so much to both of them. So, I would have loved it if Chris Bay won the title. And he's sitting there celebrating. And he's happy about continuing their hatred towards each other. They're just sitting there staring at each other like they did at the end. But with Chris Bay as the new champion. Because Chris Bay should be your anchor in the X Division. He's that good. Yeah, I think he's good enough to be the world champion as well. They can do whatever they want with
2: him. He's... He's... I mean, I feel the same way about him as I feel about Ace Austin. These are two guys that are that are potentially the future of your company. Um I love Chris Chris Bay kind of reminds me of like uh
0: um Hannah M says she'll pretend it wasn't DJP. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: well, uh yeah,
0: so fantastic. Yeah, I, I
2: get where you're coming from, Hannah. I get it. Um, but yeah, I I mean he, he reminds me kind of like uh like, I was a real big fan of, like, Swerve. Uh, Isaiah, oh, yes, Isaiah Scott yeah. now on 205 Live. Yeah, well, well, he's got that same kind of swag about him, like that that confidence. Like, he he's different. I like his ring gear. Very flamboyant. His hair is there. Di- I mean, everything's just different about him, and he can go in the ring big time. So, like, you know, when he beat Willie Mack for the exhibition title, I was like, this better be something big because I'm huge on Willie Mack, and this guy's yeah. the one who kind of put Willie Mack down that peg. Then when he lost it to Raheem Raju, I was like, well, you know what? I've always liked Hakeem Zayn. This is great to see this guy finally doing something really important. Um, but I'm with everybody saying that. I, I think Chris Bay should have won this match tonight. And I think your idea is perfect. If they're going to continue the manic and Raheat thing, yeah. you don't really need the title there.
0: Yeah, they're, they're good enough from a character perspective, wrestling perspective, to do that. Hannah says, how can you have Chris Bay keep a title in TJP? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um Just lots of jokes to be made about him getting his mask ripped off. Uh, Antonio Garza said, TJP probably saw the Desperado unmasking spot. Yeah, unbelievable wrestler. He's so good. Check out my interview with Chris Bay. But this X Division Championship match is is the best. But if you want to become the Sex Division Champion, check out bluechew.com code FIGHTFUL. If you want to take your penis and make it about no limits... Yeah. This is for you do do a moonsault off your headboard into whatever it is you're diving into with blue code fightful and you'll be erect doing it. Blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Vagra and Cialis. So you know, they work, but it's a chewable. It's ready when you are or when you're not get you ready. It's about that confidence it's about that performance. You don't have to have a problem to use blue chew and it saves you problems because you don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to wait in line at the doctor's office. They work with online affiliated physicians to get you the active ingredient you need, and it saves you time. It, and it saves you time so you can spend that time doing a little bit of fucking. Just yeah. saying. Just saying. Bluechew.com code Fightful. You get your first shipment free. How about that? Free? Free? Just pay five dollars shipping that's it mailman got to get paid mailman got to get paid for uh helping you deliver your special delivery you know what i mean brian d says got to give the people what they want and what people want is an erect penis and fantastic sexual performance thanks to blue code fightful that's what they want i Cheerable. agree hell yeah man that's what i want It works. It's good stuff. BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. Evan Wright says, need a BlueChew read reaction clips for scraps. Alex on Wednesday and Steven's face tonight were hilarious. Uh, We have like a full-on BlueChew read compilation on scraps. YouTube.com slash FIGHTFUL SCRAPS. Please subscribe. Uh, It is our clip show. It's going to have interview clips, or it does have interview clips, compilations, all kinds of cool stuff. Also, I... uh, Streamed on Twitch uh, a couple nights ago. Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Played some Tetris, Saturday Night Slam Masters, some NHL. It was a good time. Make sure you guys check out our other projects as well. <sighs> Barbed Wire Massacre. I do not like these kinds of matches, and I liked this match. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> a lot of fun. The pile driver out of the corner. Oh, boy the Emerald Flosion. There was a lot of references to the Japanese influence of this match and Eddie Edwards history, which quite frankly, I know a lot of people don't know this. D'Lo Brown's got an awful lot of history in Japan as well. He spent some time there. Uh, that was a great touch. Steven, what do you think of this match?
2: Dude, the spots uh, that you just mentioned, I thought were incredible. Like I was surprised that the pile driver didn't end the match off the ropes through the, uh, that barbed wire, uh, table that whatever you call it, like the uh, the wood that was covered in barbed wire uh, across the chairs. Um yeah, I mean this kind of almost reminded me of like those old Japanese death matches where like they would like have electrocuted like electrocution like like yes. like a big, you know, a bit you know, I'm talking about the big cage around the ring and it would like Of course. Yeah. Um but you know and here's the thing. As far as like who won or lost this match, I really didn't care to be totally honest. We've seen this so many times Um, this, it feels like this never ending storyline, but the matches do deliver. So it's one of those things where like, I feel like impact with these two is basically it was at a spot tonight where they're like, both these guys mean a lot to the company. We have a built-in story right here. We're not really sure what to do with either at the moment. We know this wind up being solid because it always is. And they went out there and yeah, I thought it was good a lot. I mean, they beat the hell out of each other. They did. (laughs) So they did. yeah and, and eddie edwards winning isn't necessarily surprising because like yeah. he's he's really their boy right i mean he's really like no matter what he's in that in that upper mix at all times and so, same with sammy to a degree as well but um but yeah man they beat the hell out of each other they did some eddie, pretty eddie's up- been there
0: through thick and thin sorry to interrupt he's been there for a long time
2: he really has. And, and I mean, I remember, as I'm sure you do too, like back in the day when they were getting like WWE tryouts, but like opting for, you know, yes. stuff in TNA and stuff. So it's like, he's been pretty damn loyal as well. So uh, seven years this month, he's been there. That's wild. Wow, it's already been that long. Yeah. When's the last time we saw Davey wrestle? Geez. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um. Ooh. Gosh, four year, three and a half years ago, he did, he did the impact tapings and then he did a CZW show and then he wrapped up. Um, And, I mean, I'm just saying, you see where a lot of careers of the people that he associated with went after he left wrestling. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's doing pretty good. Bobby Fish doing pretty good. Eddie Edwards doing all right. But, yeah, again, I love having D'Lo Brown call this match. Most people don't realize he wrestled. Over 300 matches in Japan for Noah, for all Japan, for new Japan. He wrestled at a wrestle kingdom for the love of God. Like a lot of people don't even realize that, but he is heavily experienced in Japan. So I love that touch as well. Good stuff. But I thought everything paled in comparison to this main event. Whew, boy, Steven, Kenny Omega gets the win with the good brothers over rich Swan Moose and Chris Sabin. But before the match, Moose makes good with his teammates and callous asks Moose to, to brother Omega softly. So to speak, he wants him, you know, uh, he mentioned a two year contract. I am told that is not a shoot. I don't know to what extent I just, I'm just told it's not a shoot. So uh, I don't know what his deal is because the way that things were set up, his deal would be up right around now, but Moose and a replacement that a lot of people weren't excited about, had a main event top guy level performance, Steven. Wow, did he deliver. This was the moose. This guy, this is the moose that everybody said, wow, he's going to be ROH champion. When ROH had access to all those New Japan guys and Kenny Omega and the Bucks and Cody, and when he came over to Impact, people were going to be, were like, oh, franchise guy, top guy, and it never happened. This was that performance, breakout performance for Moose.
2: Yeah. So before the match, they, pretty much all night they were showing those segments, like you were talking about, where they were they were heavily discussing like would Moose turn because of his his recent history with yes. Rich Kwan. And once again, I love that they did this. Like there, it would. So if I was talking WWE, for instance, I would kind of expect something where no one says anything about any of that. Moose turns at the end of the match, and then the commentators are going. Oh, what? oh, that's right. Uh, Rich Swan and Moose, have, they have a beef with each other. We totally forgot about that just now. But this was like all night. Like, Wealthy he turned. He sounds like he's loyal. Um, he's making really good points and really making me believe he's loyal to the team. Talking about his football career. I don't have, yeah. to, like, I don't have to like my teammates, but I got there and tried to win no matter what. I love, I love all that. And then to your point, dude, I was, I was one of the people that was never really sold on Moose up until probably the last six months this the what they have done with him especially since the ec3 feud yeah they have made it to where i could totally buy him as the impact wrestling world champion and i, I he he has gotten so much better in my opinion over just this last six months the last year um his mic work is better uh the way he moves the the moves he was doing in this match some of the stuff was like a guy his size should not be able to do that
0: spanish fly standing moonsault unreal the ec3 stuff did not get the credit that it deserved at that time for changing what moose was and that was the story and it went past a lot of people it was i respect you moose become what you should be instead of what you are control your own destiny control your narrative type of thing don't be the the eccentric guy who let the money get to his head type of thing Moose has been in impact for I think like four and a half years now. He's been on TV for like almost five or six, like wow! Uh, but he had a great performance. Everybody had a great performance. Good Brothers had a great one. Omega busting out Tiger Driver ninety eight. Even Rich Swan. Rich Swan, as Evan Wright says, Magic Killer and One Winged Angel to beat Swan. That was being protected. I loved it.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was awesome, start to finish. Everything was great. Um, and the other thing too is like, I like seeing that Chris Saban was still in the match because he didn't do anything. Like he was a big part of the story. They were beating on him like over the last few weeks, beating him up. And just because Alex Shelley went out, it didn't mean that Chris Sabin also had to miss out on this. So like, I like they yeah. kept him in that. I love how they explained. Why it was Moose and not Willie Mack, who Willie Mac is friends with Rich Swan and they have this long term yes. thing that I hope that I hope one day results in Willie Mack winning the title from him. I would love to see it. But that all being said, like they explained it. Like, you know, Moose isn't on the show. Like we have Moose instead of Willie Mac because Moose beat up Willie Mac so bad at Genesis that he, we, he couldn't be our
0: partner. So yes. we have
2: we have to go with Moose. He gives us the best chance of winning. This was all so
0: well done. They have so many top guys just ready to go right now in Impact. I, well, Jake something isn't ready, but he'll be he'll be there. You got Willie Mack, you got Chris Bay, you got Moose, a lot of good ones. Um, Myron Kidd says, Moose is the best entrance in Impact, superstar. He's had a superstar entrance since ROH. Like the song and the fist pumping and the crowd, that one always did it for me too. Brian Mahoney says, I'll watch any show, pay whatever price ever Kenny Omega is on. Call me a Mark, don't care. He's my guy, best in the world. He's phenomenal. He is phenomenal. Uh 28 names Deegan says, what a main event. They had a big fight feels. It did, didn't it? It like I watched this and I was like, man, something special is happening right now.
2: Yeah, it's like, and rightfully so, impact new knew the spotlight was on them tonight. Um, and, and to be fair, it has been all their major shows over the last couple of years. Like every time that me and you talk about this, it seems like impact has a lot of buzz on these nights. Yeah. Um, and tonight, especially because of course the, the crossover with Kenny Omega. Um, and the great thing is they're rising to the occasion. Every time they've had a pay-per-view event, it winds up exceeding expectations. I go into I, it with high hopes, and it's always better than I thought.
0: I do think they like they need to have a pay-per-view where it's bangers start to finish. Not necessarily as sports entertainment-ish, just bangers start to finish. If you question if somebody can go, don't put them on the show. Have them sit that one out. I mean, crazy work rate, good stuff, but construct the matches different. Have one in a submission. Have one end in, in a pinfall. Have one end with a sneakier pin. Have one be a stipulation match that doesn't require that. Don't reuse the same stuff in these matches.
2: Yeah, I like that idea. Kind of like back in the day when they do like those World X Cups and stuff. They just yeah, do like,
0: like a whole a whole show of just crazy
2: good wrestling that didn't even have many like storyline implications, just yeah. really great matches.
0: And they need to do that on a show like this where they've got the eyes, they've got the world, like, watching and do a lot of stuff. Uh, Sarah Jane Deegan says, Everyone benefited so much from that main. I'm a very happy camper. 10-10. Evan Wright says, I think Omega wins the world title next and Ace Austin wins it off him. Once the belt collector gimmick dies down, Omega versus Austin is money to me. I see a lot of parallels there in Omega and Austin. And I would love to see Omega just being like, "You remind me a lot of myself." And Ace Austin winning that from him, ooh, would that be good stuff?
2: It would. I think it's it's a long shot, but I mm-hmm. I, I I like I, in theory. I do like the idea and the story. I, I'm all for them doing what I mean. Push push Ace Austin to the moon. Get him in there against just the best guys you possibly can. Win or lose, get put him on get him on that level because because he, he's you
0: know he'll deliver. Kevin Seat says, for the first time I saw Moose as an actual star, even his comment to Callis. I'm still talking. That means you're still listening. Pop me. That was a good line.
2: Yeah, it was. Like I said, he's getting way more comfortable on the microphone.
0: Uh, Just in general. Great. Something worth uh, talking about as we finish up, all the Bullet Club gear there. And they didn't say Bullet Club on the air, but they were out there wearing Bullet Club shirts and gear. And a lot of people are saying, oh, New Japan's got to be involved. I'm not convinced of that. Uh, impact regardless of whatever regime they have is has shown that they are just all too excited to piss off new japan pro wrestling whether it be kicking them off of anthem or or off of access or switching titles that they're not given permission to jobbing out okada doing goofy stuff with with other people um really one of the only times they did right was ishimori They, they booked him pretty well yeah but uh, like I, I'm not convinced, and quite frankly, some of the stuff that I have heard that people that New Japan gets mad about, I can't believe. Like some of the stuff that New Japan gets mad about, you would you would be like if you think that WWE is bad, it's nowhere near it. Like New Japan gets mad over some of the weirdest shit possible. So this, their actual trademarks being used, or I assume it's trademarked over there. i'd I'd be surprised if they're thrilled about that yeah
2: i'm really interested to know how that's all going down because you so can you wear the shirt like and that's no problem but like you can't say the name bullet club on their show i mean look
0: into it like
2: because because here's the other thing that i don't know if a lot of people are considering and you would know this way before any of us would but i mean Tony Khan is a thirty something year old long lifelong wrestling mark running. I mean, this guy could buy the rights to this stuff too at some point. Like I could uh-huh. totally I could totally see a scenario where a lot of this stuff that we think is just completely impossible. They they figure out ways to do. So um I don't know. I thought it was great though. Like they walked out in the bullet club gear and I'm sitting there going, Okay, oh, I can't wait to hear what Tama Tonga has to say about this.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh brian mahoney says massive respect to you guys and everyone at impact tonight the passion is there my, my the thing is one of my lasting impressions was man this was so easy to watch because there's a different different commentary team like it made it yeah. so much easier <laughs> ryan b jam says new japan gets mad about a youtube stream about a candle yeah they they copyright strike me on a freaking watch along with no footage I think it might have been because I use a screenshot as, as a thumbnail or something. Like that's the only explanation I could possibly give. Like Ugh. it was it was bad. Um somebody asked about about Ishimori was in impact before New Japan though wasn't he. Yeah, he was, but they knew where he was going. They knew I mean he Here's the thing. He was he was in Impact. Then he went to New Japan, did the best of the Super Juniors. Then he came back and did stuff with Impact. Like he wasn't like it just wasn't. Oh, they got him. He was he wasn't the stopgap there. He was doing stuff while he was in New Japan as well. Uh, Denzel Vance says Moose should take the T- the Impact title off Omega. It seemed like they were gearing towards more Omega Moose stuff, and I mean Moose does look like a a big star. He does, and I mean, Kenny put him up on his shoulders
2: tonight too. Like he can, he can one wing angel him. You know <laughs> what I mean?
0: Nice. Oh, that was <laughs> nasty too.
2: I mean, I, I that's I could definitely see them because I mean, obviously, what's next for Impact is Moose versus Rich Swan for the title to unify the TNA title and the Impact title.
0: Oh man! And
2: I could see a scenario where Moose walks away with that belt because we've, you know it makes for a more dynamic man, not necessarily a better match than Rich Swan would, but there's, there's more of a dynamic there. There's, there's a totally different kind of story you could tell with someone like Moose. And if Moose can go in there, imagine, imagine they, they get Moose in a scenario where they're like, all right, man, this is time to really prove it. We're we're having to go, you know, 40 minutes with Omega. Like, all right, let's see, let's see how you go. And if he goes out there and has like a long championship match with Omega, win or lose, that's going to raise his stock so much.
0: It is. Uh, as we wrap up, guys, I've got the Inside the Royal Rumble feature dropping on Monday free on Fightful.com. If you want it early, it's up at FightfulSelect.com. I encourage you guys to check it out. Uh, please do. It would be great. I've spent a lot of time working on that. I've got a 90-minute companion piece video to go with it. But really, the, the meat of it is in the article. Myron Kidd says, Got to give props to Impact for getting Sonata ready for New Japan, though. Yeah, he had a couple good good tapings there. But, uh, yeah, also, let me see if I can find this. Ethan Page's Twitter right now is dark, and it says that he is dead. Okay,
2: so, yeah, the Karate Man killed him.
0: Yes. Um, Steven, tell the people where they can find you and what you're up to. So, most importantly right
2: now... Um, I do a show with Jesse Davin on her yeah. YouTube channel. Um, and it's called Jesse just search Jesse Davin, J S S I D A V I N. We didn't do a show this week, and next week I might be joined by someone else. I got some people kind of planned as as co-host for the next couple weeks. Um, but Jesse could go into labor at any slackin'. second.
0: Slack it, <laughs> Jesse. Come on, Jesse, you're slacking. She's she's out there tweeting memes. She's out there tweeting when you nut, but she's still sucking memes. <laughs> But not working. What? No no, 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 it's not like, so the thing is she, she'll,
2: she she'll still be there in the chat for most of these shows interacting with people, you know, um, through type, but uh, obviously she's gonna have a lot on her plate and it's a little un- unpredictable at the moment. So, um, so thoughts and well wishes to Jesse and her family. Um, I should get word on all, I mean, we are in constant communication. So I you know I'll have, when I get word about what's going on with her, I'll make sure to relay it to everybody yeah. else. And, um, I'm sure you'll know as well. And it's just one of those things where like, um, that's what's most important right now, uh, supporting her and, and being her doing that show. I love doing it. We've been doing it for over half a year now already. And I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I upload all the audio of that to my fight talk podcast feed, along with all my MMA shows I do on Monday, all the, um, I'm getting back into the swing of interviewing independent wrestlers again and all that stuff. So, that's all on the Fight Talk podcast feed. You can listen to that anywhere, any platform, and uh, Fightful Select Weekender podcast. Check that out, of course, over there at Fightful Select and uh, all things MMA. If you like MMA related videos, I am a video editor for that YouTube channel, and I have a video go up uh, usually about once a week. So, um, yeah, doing all that kind of stuff. And thank you for having me on here again, Sean. I absolutely, I love talking about this. I love talk. I'm so down on WWE at the moment, outside of Roman Reigns. Yeah. And I love that I have an opportunity to talk about independent wrestling and all this other stuff every weekend on the Weekender and joining you on these shows, man. It's just it's just so much fun. It's such a good time to be a wrestling fan. So
0: it is. There, there's got. still so much stuff out there, and of course, we want to wish uh, Jesse the Buckeye the best of health and and you know safe delivery and all that good stuff. One of my favorite people and one of the best people in in wrestling that I've had the, the opportunity to meet and be friends with. So love that you guys are. Even though it's on, it's adjusted a little bit right now because she's slacking. She's no, slacking because she, no. she won't set up her Zoom in the delivery room or anything. <laughs> uh, but but we love Jesse And uh, guys, thank you all so much. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Thank you all for joining us. Great numbers on these shows. I have sponsors that ask to be on these shows. So thank you guys for supporting this.